You're listening to The Business Marketing Show, episode number 74. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Hey, it's Brendan here from The Business Marketing Show. I'm in this episode by myself. I don't have Ed with me, but I do have Matt Reed from Photography Project back on the show. Uh, Matt was on the podcast back in 2014 and we talked, um, we actually did two episodes. We, we Well, we did uh, a two-part episode. We did one about photography and one about video um, and using both as part of your online marketing strategy. Um, if you haven't listened to those, they're probably worth checking out. There was a ton of value in there. They were episodes uh, 16 and 17. Um, so, check those out on the Business Marketing Show website, businessmarketingshow.com. In this episode, I have him back to talk again about photography and video uh, in the context of online marketing. But what we're actually talking about in this episode is how things have evolved over the last few years and how he's working with clients today in 2017 and what he's doing differently in terms of uh, video and photography strategy. Um, so, we cover a lot of different stuff. Um, back in 2014, Matt suggested that you should probably be using professional for 99% of your video and photography, but he's changed on that. And um, in this episode, we talk about or explains why his position has changed and why he thinks that a two-pronged strategy using both the professional and DIYing it is the way to go. We also talk about some other things, uh, some strategies around Snapchat, Instagram, how he's using Instagram and video in his team as like a team-building exercise. We talk about drone photography um, and a whole bunch of stuff relating to video and photography and imagery as part of your online marketing strategy. So, this is a great episode to listen to regardless um, of what you're doing because imagery and photography and the look and feel of, of what you're doing online is critical um, and you really can't ignore this aspect of online marketing today in 2017. But uh, yeah, I'll leave you with this episode, show notes and there's a few links and bits and pieces over at the Business Marketing Show website. Once you've had a listen, check that out, businessmarketingshow.com. I will leave you to it. Should we? Uh, okay, so it's what I've got. Of I think I emailed you some notes. I did email you some notes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so maybe we could do. I don't know. Do you have a list of things you want to ideas to talk through or, or points you want to discuss? Or I guess in terms of like things that are front of mind for me are is how like the types of photos are evolving that mm-hmm. that we're taking, and so kind of part market shift, part looking at what's working more than others. But there's definitely in like just about, just about any genre of photography, there's like the pictures we're taking today are different to three years, different to five years, mm-hmm. different to 10 years ago. And so that would be worth talking around, I reckon, to get people thinking about now yep. instead of what they think they should do. Um, drone aerial shots, obviously. Um, is another great asset for businesses. And then the other thing that I've been paying attention to is the impact internally of photography. So in terms of we – anyway, we can go into the details of it, but it's fascinating to see team culture 
and the impact of the shoot and what comes out of the shoot, how that affects the team internally and then how they vibe up and then obviously how that translates onto customers that that i'm paying attention to and i reckon that's a massive opportunity for businesses yeah well do you want to start there should we talk about that yeah i think so cool yeah we're already recording so let's because we talked about i think we talked about that before like a couple of months ago we were having a conversation about it and that was the big thing that you i think it's kind of like a, a light bulb moment right there's definitely a light bulb moment and and this is something that's been bubbling in my head for ages like even back pre-photography back in the dig days there was always like always knew the importance of how the team were feeling like how that person was feeling today was more important than any other thing like if you could get the team like feeling good and you know in sync and in their happy place like that just translated out to you could actually achieve great things with the customer contact with anything you put your hand to and so that that that's obvious like no one would kind of disagree with that there was that bubbling away and then this other thing personally again like i believe that people should be just as happy and like satisfied and grateful and challenged and happy really in their day jobs mm-hmm. as they should be as if they were doing a hobby like it ca- it can be that way and it should be that way and so going into different shoots and it's just been it's almost in hindsight that we've seen now where you come in you take the photos the camera's connected to the laptop screen so like the photos are coming up real time people are looking at them and like from the start of the day when we rock up with the camera bags and everyone's nervous as and like (laughs) freaking out because it's photo day to the end of the day where we're all like high-fiving and everyone's excited and can't wait to get them and want them on the website and want them everywhere, uh, wanting copies for themselves. Like there's a real transformation shift in like the tone of the room in the business. And so, so that happens over and over and over again. And, and the one thing that we're really paying attention to now is like the type of photos that we create. It's, it's just as important how we go about it to what we create in terms of the impact on that business. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it and there's actually been a couple of clients where we've worked with regularly, like number of shoots, number of shoots, number of shoots, come back, innovate, upgrade, test and measure, come back, keep coming in to create new content, especially for like social media where you just need volume of content. Mm-hmm. Then we get the opportunity to come back and back and back. And to see like one classic example is with a restaurant hospitality business and part of the content we're creating is little video stories of cocktails being made and so um the cocktail man we like film him and take some pictures and and he just got so excited about it and like that's his passion he could talk about that for days and then when he sees the video of it and then the photos of it then the next time we see him, he's like telling us about this smoking machine that he's bought and he wants to like, he's smoking this tequila to make this other cocktail. And then he gets so excited and then we come back and we film that and then he's thinking of more ideas. And of course, like this excitement just isn't around us. This is around the whole place and with the customers, he's talking about it. Yeah, check out the video. And so it's quite infectious. And so literally we're just creating the content, but it's getting him really excited about what he does. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is as important as the, as what we're creating. 
And so, yeah, I'm kind of, it's kind of high level here, but I think it's ultimately getting where we're at now, basically where we've got to the point is we really need to hone in and create the right content to like draw an audience in, but do it in the right way with the team's at their best and feeling proud and successful with it. And it's that kind of meeting there that where the, where it's a bit magical. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're trying to, I guess, master, if you can use that word. Yeah. Um, at the moment, it's pretty fascinating. Is there, a, is there a secret to doing that? Like it's, I mean, you can rock up with a camera and take photos. Like what's, how do you draw that out of people? Like what's, what's the process there? Are you doing something different to other photographers? photographers or is it just a, a like a case of they get more comfortable I, over time or, or what do you think yeah i think i think it's all personality i don't know um if we're doing anything different to other i don't really know other photographers and how they go about it but it's it's definitely the tone of the room like how you are with with the people like it's as simple as that you can create magnificent work but if they don't enjoy the experience, they won't feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, you can get them all pumped up. But if they don't like their photos at the end of the day, then they ain't going to be proud to have them out there in the world. So I think it's a mix of both. It's, is you, No question need to create great visuals that they feel proud of. But then doing it in a way, it's just our DNA in our little business anyway where we just don't take ourselves or anything too serious it's all it's a big smile over everything it's all fine it's all fun um genuinely we're fascinated about what companies are doing anyway like because we get to see it for the first time so you can't really fake that i mean you could but people sniff that out so um genuinely like we're, we're really interested we feel quite privileged that we get to go behind the scenes and like see all the little places and things and like operations and, you know, even just being in a kitchen or being up on a crusher on a mine site. Like people can't just walk into these places. So we get access because we've got a camera around our shoulder basically. Mm -hmm. And so that's quite a privilege. And so when you come, come into the situation, I guess, with that mindset, which is just comes naturally, then I guess you just respect people and you're inquisitive and like you're complimentary and, um, I think it all just comes down to, I think, the right intent and the right personality just to, you know, those people where as soon as you meet them, you feel good about them. It's like, oh, they're a nice person. And then other people, you're like, yeah, they're a bit standoffish or what a jerk. Like, and so it's just being the former. And uh, I reckon that's, that's most important, like the technical skills. You can teach that. You can learn that. Um, how to take good photos, that'll come over time. But like how to how to just be a nice person to be around. Like I think that's that's kind of hardwired, and that's that's the top of the list in terms of when we're looking for people to join the team. Yeah. Do you think that we talked before um, we hit record? Do you think that's changed? Like capturing that feeling. Do you think that's changed recently, or has it always been there? Or is it a case of the technology is so good now that? You're capturing the the image in high uh, HD and high high detail. Do you think that correlates to capturing the feeling as well, or do you think it's always been there? I think it's always been there. I think the technical 
has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, as in most people think the answers are in the camera. Like if I had a different camera or if I upgraded my camera or that must be an awesome camera or um, I want to get that camera because then my photos will be better. And, you know, you just take a more high definition, clearer, crappy photo of whatever <laughs> you're trying to take a photo of. So the, the answer like isn't in the camera and like, yeah, that that's become that's we've kind of always known about that and even looking back um again in former business the music store is it was there right then like and the cameras weren't as good as now and the i guess the inner photo okay a specific example we've all like looked at the cover of a magazine or flicked through and you see like a technically perfect photo like they're nicely lit and and everything's looking great, and they look awkward or uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like you've seen those shots where there's like the headshot of the CEO, and technically it's great, but he just doesn't look like he wants to be there. <laughs> yeah. And so your, your camera isn't going to get you out of that situation. That's up to you. Like that's 100% the photographer's job to get that person in front of the camera looking themselves. And so sadly you can't just buy that <laughs> at the camera store. And so I guess to answer your question, it's always been there. Um, it's, it's different to the technical. Um, I think the technical keeps evolving and the quality is so good these days. Like, we'll no question pull out the iPhone if that's all we've got on us and film a little something. If, like, if there's a cool scene for a client playing out in front of us, we can grab the phone and, and capture that mm-hmm. just not to miss it. And... That's, it's possible to use that in the right way, in the right context. So as the tools get better, we keep kind of – everything miniaturizes, like everything's getting smaller, yep. which allows us to get faster. So instead of rocking up as a film crew and here's the 27 bags and the lights and the cameras and, and everything's quite slow, everything's a process, this is – we're even um, – not struggling with it, but, well, actually, we've realised in hindsight, even just a year ago, we were much slower, more gear, heavily set up. And you get this point of diminishing returns mm-hmm. where the quality might be 5 to 10% better, but you're producing a lot less. And that 5 to 10% better isn't even noticeable by those consuming it. Mm-hmm. And so these days we're working a lot lighter, um, more flowy, less restricted, and I think that's that's only possible as the tech gets better and smaller. Mm-hmm. That was a really long roundabout <laughs> answer. <laughs> no, that was that fantastic. So, what? Because you mentioned before, <laughs> things have changed, and think what else has changed or evolved over the last few years? Because I think the last time you were on the podcast was the end of 2014, so that's a fair while ago, and the tech. I mean, the photography, just like everything wow. else, the, the tech is getting better and better at a faster rate. Like every, like 4K is kind of like the, the standard stuff now. So what, what else has changed in terms of photos and videos in the last few years? What are you guys doing differently? Yeah. I think specifically what we've seen changed, and I always thought it, it feels like the market's matured, and I don't know if matured is the right word. Maybe it's just evolved, but specifically with all the different types of shoots, so say product shots for e-com, mm-hmm. used to be a few years ago, like at our last podcast, 
or even before that, it was like on white. Everyone had one of those like pure white background, beautiful product shots. It was on white, on white, on white, classic e-com type photography. And now we're, we're taking a lot more creative shots where the product's in situ, it's either being used or it's surrounded by things that you would imagine that product to be surrounded by, whether it's ingredients or a setting or a spot in someone's home. or So way more creative um, way more emotive type imagery and so there's a place for both definitely the e-com shots and, and a lot like for Amazon for examples if people are selling products on Amazon you need that white background clear product shot this is what you're buying um, no complications but then also those emotive shots that actually kind of uh, sell a bit more of the feeling of that product and so we're doing a lot more of that where we're doing the standard e-com shots and then building out like a nice little creative selection. Mm -hmm. That same kind of principle, so that's products, same with people. Like we've felt the standard headshot, like everyone wanted the corporate headshot, and there's definitely still the big corporates that do that plain background type, um, and shoulders slightly to the right, looking at the camera, yeah. quite proper, everyone looking the same, that shot, but... But that's that's we're taking those photos a lot less and now more relaxed, more in situ, um, getting a sense of the location of their office more in the shots. So I think that the same way products are transitioning from on white to creative, headshots are transitioning from like plain background, head and shoulders through to a bit more personality and getting to know that person a bit more. And so that's that's a biggie. Um Video is has been pretty fascinating, and I was talking to an agency recently, and they were saying that, like, kind of video was hot for a while, and then it's it's backed off a little bit in terms of their conversations around it. And right or wrong, my thoughts on it are, we've we've gone through the we need a video. Everyone was like, we need a video. We need a video. Yeah. We've got to have a video, like make us a video. And then that right. goes on the homepage. Yeah. 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 And so I think we've moved past that to, oh, we need to use video as a, as a communication tool. And so no, you no longer need up video. You just need to be using video. And then perhaps, I don't know, this could be a, a guess, but maybe there's a little bit of a calm before the storm of, people like okay well now we need to use it how do we do that like it's not so easy just to ask for a video anymore we need like this kind of a ch to change the way we're communicating and do we do that ourselves do you have to hire someone to do it every time like how does that play out how can you afford that and, and all of that sort of thing so i see video evolving from one to many in terms of content delivery mm -hmm. um and even in terms of quality, and, and interesting you said before in terms of the tech and the cameras getting so good, I've seen, like we've been testing and it's been fascinating on the difference between highly polished, say, behind-the-scenes video. Say we do a shoot and it's a winery down south and we want to kind of bottle it up and like bring people along for the ride and show it all in the most inspiring way possible so other clients can see it and see how wonderful it is and hire us to do that for them type thing. So we go through the whole process and film it all and edit 
it all and it's a big deal. It's like days mm -hmm. to pull it together. So there's that side of things versus pulling out the iPhone mid-shoot and doing an Instagram story and running around and just selfie cam to the, to the phone and just putting that in. It takes no time, no effort. And seeing the eyeballs that hit that and the responses to that versus the heavily polished engaged video, really fascinating too. And so it's less obvious. Like in the last podcast, if someone asked me, should we hire a professional to do our video or should we do it ourselves? I would have said just pay for someone to do it. Like everyone's just making a super mashup of it themselves and like really doing damage to their brand type thing. It's not good. And uh, so just get it done, get it done right. <laughs> now my answer would be both. So you, there's really tons of value in being able, especially in that kind of Instagram-y, Snapchat-y, live story context. There's, I think, more reality TV is better than like polished footage. And um, we're playing with that at the moment. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Because people are just used to it and video is a bit more throwaway. Like it has more, I guess it has more authenticity rather than it's like the super polished stock photo versus something that looks a bit more real. Do you think that's it or is it something else? I think so. I reckon, well, I reckon it's exactly that. And here's an example. It's so there's a photographer called Jared Singh, local photographer, does beautiful work. We've never met. And he does a lot of travel and music photography. And, and so I'm pretty sure I may have looked at his website early on. I'm not even sure. Like I sure don't go to his website now. Um, but the experience of looking at his website and seeing the beautiful work, it's if I bumped into him in the street, I probably wouldn't say anything. Mm -hmm. But following him on Snapchat for a while, and I was seeing him in Iceland and then he dropped, and this is all just to the phone, uh, dropped his lens and it smashed off the camera and then like you, you're following him along and it's clunky and it's real time and it's just, uh, you know, brain dumping thoughts. And after, after watching him for the shortest period of time, if I bumped him in, into him in the street, I'd be absolutely walk up to him, hey, Jared, I'm at blah, 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 blah. And so it's just, I think it's much more relatable and you can actually get a sense of a person really easy and that's the end of the game really with like marketing you just want people to be able to relate to you and then either like you and come towards you or not and go somewhere else it doesn't really matter one way or the other yeah. and so I think people have desensitized to the polish and but at the same time it, there's still a time and a place for it like the highly polished video of the winery shoot down south completely works in like a sales inquiry type environment where someone inquires and then they might have a similar shoot and they want to get a sense of like what, how it will go or are we the right person for the job like that's a beautiful video to go here you are like this is watch us in action and it and it represents us really well but it, but the the little selfie like yeah that Here's another example, and I'm sorry if this is going long, okay. but this has been really interesting. We're, uh, this is a great tip, actually, and it started, we were talking with another agency, and they wanted to use video and use more video as a conversational piece, and we were kind of tacking around, like, how do we go about it? Where's the opportunities? And the common theme was, actually, 
they also asked, the question was, can you come and help us, like, set up equipment? Like, no, the advice was, can you, can you help us buy, tell us what camera to buy, gear to buy, basically, to set up so they can do videos themselves. And I'm always super scared of that question because it's just a bottomless pit. Mm-hmm. And I'll give them advice, but the camera ain't going to solve it. And so anyway, I, I was curious, and I, we work with them a lot, so I just want to, like, help them properly. And so I went over there and the common theme was everyone in the studio was terrified to be on camera. And, and like, as I said before, you can't, you can't buy your way out of that. Like <laughs> no camera is going to make you feel comfortable in front of it. And so that was good to know before I sent them down the gear path. So the idea that I had was, okay, every day, Grab, this, grab your iPhone, flick it open, selfie vote, mode video, and just deliver some message to it. It doesn't matter. It can be a story about what happened yesterday. It can be a story about your favourite food. It can be a pretend kind of answer to a question. It can be a pitch to a client. It's irrelevant. Just do it every day for a month. And so in 30 days' time, you've had 30 practices of delivering a message to camera. And they never have to see the light of day. Like, you sure don't need to post them anywhere. Uh, but, and I was curious to know the difference at the end of 30 days, which goes away in two seconds, like all of a sudden it's another month, um, to the first one. And then, anyway, I thought that was pretty sound advice. And so I thought, huh, we should do that. I was curious because the common theme in amongst our studio here huh, for photographers and filmmakers is everyone's petrified to be in front of the camera. <laughs> and so it's like, brilliant, excellent, let's do it. So our communication um, little app that we use for all comms internally, we use Slack. And so we created a Slack channel called, what do we call it? 30, 30 videos, 30 days. And the idea was we just between us as a team brain dumped 30 words and the words were like um, food, adventure, inspiration, hobby, fear, uh, sunrise, like just random words. The words don't matter. And so each, each day I would post the word of the day and then straight into Slack, we, all of us, the six of us, had to selfie cam, straight into Slack and just film ourselves talking about that word. And it was such a cool exercise. And and day one, everyone's like, yeah, nervous. Hmm, ah, so how's this? Um, I'm freaking out here. Hen, like, locked himself in the car and wouldn't let him out, <laughs> let himself out until he'd done it. <laughs> Shelly, I had to, like, haul and get her out of bed at 10 p.m. to say, you're not getting out of this, you're doing it. And so day one was like a bit of a headlock. And then seriously, like within a few days, everyone was just starting to way more relax, um, storytell way more, like a word would remind them of some cool school camp that they went on. And, and so anyway, we played this out for 30 days. So every one of us, six people, six videos a day about that word. And major, major difference at the end of that month. And... The other thing was, the unexpected benefit was that we really got to know each other really well through in, in a way that we couldn't have done before, mm-hmm. like because you're hearing all the little personal stories and holidays and stuff. And so it was, a, it was an awesome team bonding type experience. You get a real kind of sense of 
uh, empathy for each other. Mm-hmm. And so that would be an exercise worth doing if you've got a small team and or if you're scared in front of, you know, for being in front of the camera. And, and, and that, in a long-ass way, circles back to your original question of, like, it's really effective in terms of engaging and bonding with people, seeing them talking to camera. Like, you can really get a sense of who they are, unlike a photo or words can do. There's just nothing better than that medium. yeah man it's so good it's so good and so and the context was uh, so after so we did that and then at the end it's like well that's 30 days over what do we do none of us wanted it to end um but we knew you couldn't do the same because i think it would just lose momentum part of it was you know it's this 30 day thing and so we come up with the next challenge was to kind of work out instagram more we need to figure out that platform so we did 30, uh, no, we did 20, so we did the alphabet. So each day was a letter a day, A, B, C, D, D, D. And each day you had to post something on Instagram. We just created a private um, account, private page mm-hmm. that we were all had access to. Each day you had to paste something on the gram about, you know, to do with that letter or starting with that letter. Mm-hmm. And you had to use all the different functionality. So you couldn't just post a picture every day. So you can post a picture and then the next day might have to be a video and then a slideshow and then a graphic or then a whatever. And so the one thing that I really quickly missed was people's faces. Like I missed people. It's like, I want to, where's, I need videos. We need to see you. Like, you know, tell me something about you or something. And so it was almost a bit sad to lose that kind of, that connection. And it was going back to just photos, which were, you know, can they just carry a lot less personality? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So let's let's yeah. Here so I reckon, I can give it a crack. Let's uh let's we okay. we talked about drones before. Let's talk drones drone photography. Okay, okay, okay. We toys. love drone photography. Yes. Um. <laughs> so toys, toys, uh, toys. Are, we're in the right game to 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 be loving toys. But um. So we you know, fairly new to drones. We started about a year ago from recording and it's been awesome. We don't really, like, we don't really even see it as a thing or a service. Like there's a lot of people out there that that's all they do is just drone, drone, drone. We just kind of see it as like a super tall tripod to have in the bag. And so we take it with us and when it's a more effective way to, communicate whatever we need to communicate it goes up and sometimes the best way to do it is on the ground so i think we don't get me wrong we love getting that thing in the air but i think um i think the the goal always always in any shoot we do is you know what does the client need to happen where what do they need what you know what result do they need here do they need people to come into the shop or you know like their team more do they need to launch this new brand do they need to allow people to find the store when they're driving to the like whatever we need to always keep that front of mind and then working back work out the best way to achieve that and the drone has just given us another tool to throw in the bag to be able to achieve certain things that we need to achieve 
but particularly like one service we do a lot which is more really our thing now is we just call we call it image libraries marketing image libraries mm -hmm. and which is basically just a bank of a collection of images that are personalized to a business that they can have at their fingertips to roll out across websites or social media or you know all the marketing applications and so it's been such an awesome tool to add the aerial shots into that image library mix for example uh, the winery down south and so to get all of those juicy details in amongst the grapes and the vines and the growers and the barrels and the wine dog uh, and to mix all of that in with you know beautiful dawn and dusk sunset like shots of the whole vineyard and like the cellar door area and it's mixed in like just on its own aerial shots can get repetitive mm -hmm. but mixed in with a nice library of images it really adds another depth um, alternatively like completely separate industry hardcore mining up north um, we work with a client that we do you know solid shoots for each year and we spend about a month each year building out the next 12 months corporate image library and so last year we didn't have the drone this year we did and so we had that up a number of times a day in all sorts of little pockets and situations up high in close to conveyors like getting getting in spots that you just could not get a camera or a helicopter mm -hmm. and that's what was really fascinating to kind of play with and showing showing their infrastructure and sites in a way that they would just never see before from the air or the ground mm -hmm. and so the drone just allows you to get in the most interesting spots and so that's that's been fascinating and even through to like an accountant um accountancy service that we built out an image live library for recently they wanted much more of a lifestyle angle like bringing in the location and so you know to get those cool epic beachy shots that are recognizably in a situation mixed in with the on the ground shots of the you know couples walking down the jetty and all of those really nice lifestyle -y images mm -hmm. Again, it's the combination of the two that really rounds out an image library. So that's been positive, and uh, that's kind of where we're at, at with it at the moment. Mm -hmm. Is there any any other new photography, like so drone photography is one type of photography that's fairly new, right? Like it's a, in the last few years it didn't really exist before that. Is there anything else that, you know, new tools in the bag or, or things like that? I think in terms of like the 360, for sure, it's, um, and it's not something we've tapped into yet, but that's pretty interesting, 360 kind of video where you can look around, and um, I think that would be really interesting, again, yet to tap into it, but that would be fascinating to have, you know, imagine if we had that in the studio and people could watch a shoot play out in every direction and watch everyone do their thing and look at where all the lights are set up, and, and so... I think there's a lot of value in that, depending on the business, um, especially like, especially businesses where there's really visually interesting things going on, mm -hmm. um, like a bookkeeping service, pretty strong, probably struggling to get like an awesomely engaging kind of activity playing out. But you know, in a music shop where there's like live jams and things going on in the studio here for sure. Um, anyway, like even, uh, you know, there's a ton of examples where workplaces 
or stores are really interesting, I reckon that would be worth tapping into. Uh, in terms of other tech, I think there's still there's still so many businesses that just haven't got the basics. Like it's easy to look like kind of at the cutting edge curve of, you know, what can we do and what bells and whistles. But like the simple fact of just having like a nice clear content copy and just a nice simple design and then the right imagery plugged in and then once you've got that down, like great simple videos that actually allow people, you know, a window into your business before they've made contact, like really getting them nailed down before getting too fancy is the biggest opportunity for just about every business that we see or, or you know, inquires with us. There's like straight up simple things. You would see it too, right, in the mm-hmm. tech space. There's like it's all very nice. Like these, these fancy ideas that are excellent will get there. Let's just get the fundamentals right because they'll change your business fast and then you can get in the position to like really innovate. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's my thinking with that at the moment. Totally agree. Yeah, it's uh, I guess there's a tendency. Everyone likes the shiny new thing, and then like that's all great. But the foundational stuff is really that you got to check those boxes. It's the price of entry. Like it might not be the the game changer, but it's um, you know, it's the price of entry just to get into the game. And if you don't have that, it's not the thing that's going to win you the sale or the customer. But you're not going to get the customer without it. Something I've been thinking a lot about lately that it's it's not the the differentiator. It's just the the minimum barrier to entry is these you know simple things like good quality photography and that clean design. Like, um, and then, yeah, I, I keep coming back to I have the explain to customers. It's the the three P's of photography: the people, the products and services, and and your premises or place of business. You know, they check those three boxes to start with, and then you can start looking at the the fancy stuff on top of that. Yeah, for sure. And I remember like this was, when was it, like 15 years ago when we got you to do SEO for the e-com site and like we like, Brendan, help us get more traffic. And like you went to work on increasing conversion rate basically, mm-hmm. the thing that we should have been doing. And so I think we didn't get to traffic till like, you know, well on into the project but we were making like all those important changes that i just didn't even think we needed to change but but like duh obvious in hindsight yeah but um i see that the same with photography it's like oh my god but people can't see even who you are like you're a cool bunch of people like at least show them that like that's a great place to start before doing you know like a virtual tour of your premises yeah 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 Okay, well, I've had you for uh, nearly 40 minutes now, so I, I guess we should probably wrap it up and I'll let you get back to your day. Is there anything else, any final comments or thoughts or and where can people find you if they want to learn more about what you guys are up to? Final comments and thoughts. I think, I think just everything's evolving. I think no longer can you just rely on paying a photographer to do everything because so much happens in between shoots or visits and so and there's so much value in just creating kind of that raw content yourself which is a fine line between creating amateur content that you know is damaging your brand but i reckon just pay attention and pay attention to who you're flowing on 
social on Instagram or Facebook and the things that you appreciate, the things that draw you closer to a brand, like you'll find patterns uh, and common themes and they're things that you can apply to your business. And so I think back to the do you hire someone or do it yourself, both for sure, like really, and, and you know, ask for help if you need to to work out which which of which you do yourself or, or hire but ultimately a mix of both will I feel like is the recipe moving forward mm-hmm. and in terms of where to find us easy um, either website photographyproject.com.au um, can email us through that site um, or on Instagram I think we're most active these days photography uh, Instagram handle photographyproject.com.au cool awesome well, thank you for coming on the show again. My uh, pleasure. Love it. We could talk about Love this it. stuff for hours, I think. I know. I just got started. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been good. And it helps to talk it out too because it bubbles around in your head and mm-hmm. it's really nice. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts and even if something's, you know, you know it already, like it help, always helps to hear things in a different way or bring it to front of mind or something else falls out of it that gives you an idea. And so, yeah, like I've I've uh, sharpened up some ideas in my mind, even just chatting it out. So thank you. Cool. Adios. Cool. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Cheers, man. You've been listening to The Business Marketing Show. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher.